Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, we have a couple new Dodgers to talk about, plus some thoughts on spring training results and some new rules in Major League Baseball. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Dodger fans. This is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe in all those places so you never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time listening or watching, my name is Jeff Snyder and my co-host is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are doing a split episode today, so I will be with you for the first half. Vince will be with you for the second half. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you, and we've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and in the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, which is a good thing, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. So again, please subscribe wherever you're listening or watching. want to give a special thanks to all of you who answered our call on yesterday's episode to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we passed that 1,000 subscriber mark, which was a big deal. We've added about 30 new subscribers since uh, we recorded last night's episode. So I really appreciate that. Vince does too. And uh, now if you're not subscribed on YouTube, basically you're just missing out and uh, you know all the cool kids are. So you might as well do it if you haven't yet. Uh, News-wise today, uh, there are a couple new Dodgers. Vince is going to talk a little bit later about Hanser Alberto finally showing up, uh, getting past his visa issues and showing up in camp uh, and what that might mean. He's also going to talk about some rule changes that I might touch on briefly, but Vince will go into more detail on those. Uh, but I'm going to talk a little bit about Kevin Pillar. The Dodgers signed Kevin P- Pillar to a minor league contract. It's worth $2.5 million if he makes the roster uh, the, the major league roster, uh, but it is a minor league contract. And the way Pilar was talking, like it sounded to me like the plan is for him to play in the minor leagues. Uh, Pilar sounded like the main draw to him of signing with the Dodgers was their player development system. Now, obviously he's not a young prospect. He's 33 years old, uh, but it's that Dodgers development system. He said that he believes he can get better as a player and that's what appealed to him of coming to the Dodgers. He's also from uh, the L.A. area. And so so that obviously played a part, too. Uh, but uh, I, I saw some people on, on Twitter thinking that Kevin Pillar was going to be a backup outfielder for the Dodgers in the big leagues. And I, I just don't see that happening right away anyway. Um, here's the thing about Kevin Pillar. In his career, he's not a very good hitter. He has exactly one season in his career where he was an above average hitter by by uh by terms of OPS plus and that was 2020 the shortened season uh the year that he played for the Giants and somebody actually said that he was uh one of the most valuable players in the National League uh he got he finished in 22nd place in MVP voting because one Giants reporter put Kevin Pillar 10th or 9th on his ballot uh, Pilar that year had an 88 OPS plus, meaning he was 12% worse than average. Now he was very good defensively for the Giants that year, uh, but no, he wasn't. I'm I'm sorry, no, I was looking at the wrong column. That was the start of his bad defense, and that's the part uh, that really concerns me uh, because 
Kevin Pillar is no longer a good defensive outfielder. He used to be very, very good. He was a very good defensive center fielder for the Blue Jays. Uh, he basically, Kevin Pillar and Kevin Kiermeyer, both American League East center fielders named Kevin, they got mentioned together a lot. Kevin Kiermeyer has remained very good defensively. Kevin Pillar has not. He hasn't had a good defensive season in about four years. And uh, he's actually been, you know, I'm just looking at defensive war and baseball reference. He's been in the negatives uh, three of the last four years with the exception, actually, yeah, the exception being 2020 when he was at 0.0. So he was, you know, at best kind of replacement level uh, in 2020. And he's been below replacement level defensively since then. Now, part of the problem is they keep running him out there in center field when he no longer has the skill set to be a center fielder. That happens to a lot of guys when they're 33 years old. Uh, you can't really blame him, but uh, I think a lot of people hearing about this signing are thinking of Kevin Pillar, the great defensive center fielder. Now, obviously, the Dodgers don't need a a great defensive center fielder really badly because they have Cody Bellinger, maybe the best defensive center fielder. Um, but they do, you know, Bellinger's going to need days off. He's going to be the H sometimes. They need somebody to play center. And I think a lot of people are thinking that's going to be Kevin Pillar's role. And I just don't see it. I believe that Chris Taylor is a better defensive center fielder than Kevin Pillar right now, probably by quite a bit. And he is way, way better at hitting than Kevin Pillar. Uh, and, and I didn't intend when I started this segment for this to be a let's crap on Kevin Pillar segment. I really don't feel that way. I, I don't dislike the signing, and I do think he does provide some outfield depth, but it really is depth. Like we're talking if there's, you know, if Bellinger was to get hurt, then maybe Pilar comes up to become the fourth or fifth outfielder on the big league team, uh, you know, and because Chris Taylor has to start in center or something. But, I mean, just guys on the Dodgers roster right now who I would rather have in center field than Kevin Pilar are Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor, uh, again, no particular order. I shouldn't have to say that, but apparently I do. Uh, those four guys, even A.J. Pollock, I'd probably rather have in center field than than Kevin Pillar. I don't know for sure, but there's at least four guys I would rather have in center field than Kevin Pillar right now, uh, and and three for sure. And so it this, for me, it seemed like it got a lot more attention on the internet than – I thought it deserved. Basically, this is a minor league depth, like, okay, we'll take a flyer on this guy and see if we can fix him, you know, see if we can teach him how to hit, basically. And, you know, maybe he can have somewhat of a resurgence. But it seems to me like if Kevin Pillar is going to contribute to the Dodgers this year, it's going to be because of his bat. He does have some pop, uh, you know, not not a ton, but he's got a little bit of power. And uh if he can tap into that, if the Dodgers can help him tap into that, give him a little bit of power, and maybe he, if he can buy into the Dodgers' approach to play discipline, because that's definitely not a strong suit of his. He has 153 career walks in 3,833 career plate appearances. Uh, his, I don't know if there's an actual term. when The difference between slugging percentage and batting average is called ISO, isolated power. I don't know if there's a similar thing for uh, on-base percentage, minus batting average, which would just be, you know, I guess you have walk rate, but uh, he has a 297 career on base percentage that uh, in case you're not familiar, like 325, 330 is the league average. So 297 is really, really bad. So he doesn't get on base. He's not a great fielder anymore. And he has some power that, you know, 
it's a nothing burger basically for me. Uh, I think that's the correct usage of the term nothing burger. So Kevin Pillar is in the Dodgers organization. And uh, let's see, a couple of years ago, I got myself in trouble by saying that if Victor Gonzalez was a key contributor to the Dodgers, I would eat my shoe. And then he ended up being a key contributor. I'll say this, if Kevin Pillar um, at the end of the 2022 season, if we look back and say, man, it's a good thing we had Kevin Pillar, uh, I will eat an actual shoe. Last time I, I found a way out, I found a loophole. I will eat an actual shoe if we look back and say, man, I'm glad we had Kevin Pillar. Uh, so, you know, that's where I stand on the Kevin Pillar signing. Nothing against the guy. Uh, you know, he's had uh, one notable instance of, of bad publicity in his career. Uh, but other than that, you know, as far as I can tell, he seems like a decent teammate and all that stuff. Nothing personal against him. I just don't think he's a very good baseball player. And what I'm looking for in the Dodgers is good baseball players. That's just me. So uh, that that probably sounded kind of condescending, and I apologize for that. So I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk a little bit about spring training results, specifically as it uh, pertains to Andrew Heaney and uh, what we should and shouldn't take from those. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first lesson every day. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. Let's talk about Built Bar for a minute. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the world. It's crazy healthy and crazy delicious. Every Built Bar and every Built Puff, which are like chocolate covered marshmallows, uh, all everything they make is low calorie, low sugar, low carb, high protein, high fiber. Uh, if you don't know what flavor Built Bar you like, you can order a mix box. They'll send you a couple bars of a bunch of different flavors and then you'll know what you like. If you do know what you like, just order them. And I have it on good authority from my text message today that they just added a brownie batter, I think, brownie batter built puff. And uh, let's see, my phone won't open because I'm not looking at it. Brownie batter puffs, brand new at built.com. So that's hot off the presses. Go buy some of those if that sounds good. That's what I'm going to do probably right after I'm done recording this episode. So uh, whatever you buy, go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're back to locked on Dodgers. Thank you again for making us your first listen every day. Thank you for subscribing wherever you listen or watch. Uh, I also want to tell you about locked on MLB prospects host. Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's go back to talking about the Dodgers. Uh, another recent signee for the Dodgers, Andrew Heaney, uh, did not, it, it didn't go very well for Andrew Heaney in his spring debut on Tuesday. Uh, he came in to pitch in the sixth inning. Uh, Walker Bueller went four and a third, uh, or four and two thirds. Um, and then the, who finished that? Some guy named Zuniga. I don't know who that is. Uh, I wasn't watching at that moment, but then uh, I was watching when Andrew Heaney came in to pitch the sixth inning and it did not go well. He got Joey Votto on a fly out to right and then single, single Homer hit by pitch single. And he was done. Uh, we thought he was done for the day. turns out he was just done for that inning. Uh, Robertson came in, Nick Robertson, maybe um, can't remember the guy's first name, big guy, minor leaguer. He, he got a strikeout and then gave up a three run Homer. And so it went from, Five to two Dodgers to eight to five Reds in that inning. Heaney then, though, did come back out for the seventh inning. And uh, a hard line out by Votto, 
a single and then a hard double play. So even though it was a three batter inning for Heaney, things still didn't look great. And then he came back out for the eighth. He got a pop out and two strikeouts, uh, uh, looking strikeout and a swinging strikeout. Much better eighth inning than the seventh and the sixth. Uh, but one of the things that, that this really illustrated to me is the importance of not focusing on spring training results. When the Dodgers signed Andrew Heaney, we all knew that he was a project. Andrew Heaney is a guy who in his career has almost always had better stuff than results. Um, he, you know, last year he was really, really bad after the, the angels traded him to the Yankees. He had a 732 ERA for the Yankees after having a 537 ERA for or 527 ERA for the angels. It was a bad, bad season. He gave up way too many home runs. It was rough. And so the Dodgers didn't sign Andrew Heaney thinking this guy is the answer to all our problems. They signed him thinking this guy has good stuff and hasn't been able to put it together. Maybe we can help him with that. So his first spring training outing, it wouldn't be wise for us to expect him to have figured things out yet, or even to be, to be very far along the process of figuring things out yet. An Andrew Heaney project is going to take all of spring training and part of the regular season. Probably, you know, maybe they do figure it out. Maybe something clicks in spring training and he just flips that switch and they figure something out and, and he spends the whole regular season being really good. That's not likely though. Chances are he's going to make steady improvement over the spring and then into the regular season. Uh, but you know, when, when it comes to spring training, pitchers aren't out there trying to get their best results. Pitchers are working on things. Sometimes you remember, uh, I know we're not supposed to talk about Trevor Bauer. We don't talk about Trevor. Um, last year, Bauer had innings in spring training where he would just throw curveballs or, uh, you know, all those different things. And pitchers do that. Not everybody makes as big a show of it as Trevor Bauer. Uh, but you know, that's what pitchers do. They are working on things. And so we don't know right now what Andrew Heaney was even working on in Tuesday's game. Was he just working on, you know, uh, you know, did they make a tweak to his mechanics? If it's a mechanics tweak, which wouldn't be surprising if the Dodgers are messing with his mechanics, command is going to be the last thing to come back. And you know what happens with bad command? Uh, a lot of times you give up hard hits, you know, hard contact, home runs, hard hit singles, hard hit lucky double plays. And sometimes you hit batters with a pitch like he did to Donovan Solano. And so it's, you know, it's not surprising at all to me to see Andrew Heaney struggling with his command in his first spring visit or sp first spring outing after signing with a team that views him as a project. So, uh, you know, not just for Andrew Heaney, just in general, I would encourage this approach, but specifically for Andrew Heaney today, don't stress too much about this. It, he's working on things. And if they don't figure it out, if Andrew Heaney is really this bad, guess what? He won't pitch for the Dodgers. It's not a huge contract. It's not our money. So if he sucks and they can't fix him, then they'll release him. They'll move on. Uh, but, you know, there is that it's there. There's a reason the phrase is high risk, high reward. This is the high risk side. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it takes a while to work out. And until then, it looks really bad. So we don't know what Andrew Heaney is going to contribute. I do think I would give him a better chance of uh, being a big contributor to the Dodgers this year than, say, you know, Kevin Pillar. Um, but, you know, it's very possible that Andrew Heaney just isn't very good, and the Dodgers will figure that out too. But 
My main point is we don't know any of that from his first spring training outing. We don't even really know from the fact that he got better as the game went on. We don't can't even read much into that because it could just be that he was working on different things in those innings and those things are further along than his whatever he was working on in that first inning. So uh, don't read too much into it. That's my main point. That's going to do it for me today. Uh, Vince is going to come along. He's going to talk to you about Hanser Alberto uh, finally getting his visa issues worked out and coming uh, reporting to Dodgers camp. And then he's going to talk to you a little bit about the, uh, the new rules that were made official uh, agreed upon by Major League Baseball and the Players Union specific for this season for purposes of, you know, because of the weird compressed season and all that. So that's going to do it for me. Thank you for listening every day. We really appreciate it. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day. And Vince will be along in a minute. Our next partner has a product that I've been using every day, Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens, well, you know, I'm getting older. I want to get, you know, a little bit better health-wise, a little bit more energy. I want to make sure my immune system stays intact. Not a big pill vitamin guy. And I wanted to try something that could help me out with all of that. Athletic Greens was here for me, and I started taking it a few weeks ago, and I've been feeling good. Uh, What is Athletic Greens? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Just have a scoop with some water in the morning, start your day right before you have breakfast, and that's all you got to do. It's a lot easier than taking pills, a lot better tasting than some of this other stuff out there. Athletic Greens has given me more energy, given me a little bit different lifestyle, and, you know, just making sure that in my older age, I still feel great. What's good about Athletic Greens? Well, it's lifestyle-friendly. If you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, good for all of that. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals. Helps you sleep better, helps you recover better, helps everything you could want from in terms of feeling better. Athletic Greens is there for you. And it's based on science. The best product's based on the latest science with constant third-party testing. They're always getting it right. And it's pretty cheap. It costs you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health. And it's cheaper than drinking a cold brew every morning. So get all your daily supplements in one scoop. Get your all-in-one nutritional insurance here with Athletic Greens. And make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, Vince here to take you the rest of the way with this episode. And as Jeff mentioned, we're going to talk about Hanser Alberto, going to talk about the new rules uh, in place, one for just this year and one for the future. Uh, But first... Yeah, um, a couple things. Freddie Freeman made his spring debut on Tuesday and had a single in his first at-bat. Got some Freddie chants out there at Camelback Ranch. And it's official. Freddie Freeman's a Dodger now. And it remains exciting. It remains exciting to see. remains exciting to, to think about. And I'm ready to see it more. Freddie Freeman at-bats the rest of the way. In terms of on the field, like I said, Dodgers, Hanser Alberto was in the clubhouse. They will have to make a 40-man roster move now. And I'm interested to see what exactly they do. There's We've talked about candidates of guys that could you – know, candidates to 
to make moves for I, actually i think looking at the 40 man i don't remember how they've done it yet danny duffy's on the 40 man not yet on the 60 days so that's probably the, the easy move there uh but in terms of what we talked about the other day with him and the active roster and everything else now that he's here he's got about two weeks to opening day uh, i would imagine that'd be enough for him to not have to worry about uh starting on the injured list or whatever the case is so What's going to help with that is that MLB and the Players Union, they came up with or they agreed on some rules, uh, one of them being a 28-man roster for the first month of the season. So until May 1st, uh, teams can have 28 guys on their active roster. That's going to help the Dodgers out, maybe not so much pitching-wise, but definitely position player-wise as they now have guys like, like Edwin Rios, Gavin Lux, Matt Beatty, Zach McKinstry, um, I guess Jake Lamb, Kevin Pillar on minor league deals, Hans Roberto on a major league deal. All those guys will be competing for playing time. Uh, I still don't, like, I'm on the, the Jeff train where I don't think Kevin Pillar was signed to be on the Dodgers roster unless they really need him. Uh, I believe the same about Jake Lamb. I don't think he's necessarily competing for a roster spot. Uh, Matt Beatty and Edwin Rios have both been hitting well this uh, this spring um and would theoretically i would say have a, a leg up on a guy like jake lamb whereas what pilar brings that's different is he's hits from the right side that could potentially help him get on the roster and maybe right now for the 29 roster i guess it's possible uh but the other part with, with lamb and pilar they're not on the 40-man roster the dodgers would have to take somebody off the 40-man roster in order to put them on and there's just not a lot of spots available right now uh to get a guy like that on if they're not a huge uh upgrade over the people that they already have on the 40-man roster so when it comes to the 28-man it's gonna help the dodger early on and you know it's a matter of maybe they throw edwin rios and matt Beatty some extra bats here in the first month that's you know it's gonna come down to that you know maybe zach mckinstry makes it now um I don't know if it, it changed that much. You had two players. So before we were talking about, you know, between Beatty, Rios, and McKinstry kind of fighting for one to two spots, depending on how many pitches they take. Uh, now you for sure get Beatty and Rios on there at, and unless something changes. Um, and then you can figure out there if you want to take another pitcher or if you want to take another position player. But at least for the first month, that helps the Dodgers out. With the DH now, there won't be too much moving around or – you know, there won't be too much. You won't need a pinch hitter as often. You won't need things like that too often. So, theoretically, the nine guys that you start will be the nine guys that get most of the at-bats. Now, later in the game, you know, you could see Dave Roberts making a move. If there's a righty on the mound, and let's just say A.J. Pollock's up, you know, maybe he does pinch hit uh, one of the lefties on the bench, whether it's Lux, whether it's Rios, whether it's Beatty. Uh, they all can play a corner outfield spot if needed. So, but other than that, it's going to be a lot different with that DH in terms. I and mean, we've seen it before, obviously, in 2020, where it's not as much movement as before. So you don't even really need as many bench spots. But uh, if you're going to keep the pitching around the same and there's extra position players, then you might as well take them. So we'll see what happens there. But Hans Roberto should be on the opening day roster now. Uh, should give the Dodgers one of those right-handed bats off the bench that, that they've been lacking. And I'm interested to see how he does. Like I said, he's not a guy that's going to 
do too much in terms of power. He's a double. He can find the gaps, hit some doubles, uh, makes contact with the ball, doesn't walk much, but doesn't strike out much. So he's a little bit different guy than they've had uh, in the past, and, and we'll see what happens there. The other rule change that maybe not the biggest fan of, but, hey, you know what? It's going to happen. This is just for the 2022 season. The free runner in extra innings is back. The runner starting on second base, starting in the 10th inning. It's back uh, in order to promote faster extra inning games because of the shortened spring training. Uh, they added it back for the 2022 season. You know, Jeff and I have talked about it, and, you know, I'm not, like, the super opposed to it. I don't mind some game. You know, I don't mind uh, a lack of 17 inning games in the regular season, especially once you get on into, like, August, September. But it's also just, you know, you don't, really benefit like if you're you get a pitcher this is the main one you get a pitcher who gets a, a ground ball to second base and then a fly ball you get two outs but you also give up a run and then when it comes to the dodgers i was well when it came to the dodgers last year it's they lost a lot of those extra inning games early on they lost a lot of those one run games early on it was even more frustrating they couldn't get the run home from second so yeah um I mean, for one more year, based on why it's there, I don't mind it. Uh, but I am glad that it's not going to be something that be, extends beyond this year. Um, yeah, I don't. It is what it is. Uh, you got, you know, the lockout changed a few things, and that's one of the things that ended up changing. The next one, not interesting so much for the Dodgers this season, but could open them up in the future. And they're calling it, it's not really called this, but they're calling it the, the Shohei Otani rule, which is if a pitcher is also in your lineup as the DH, once he's pulled from the game as pitcher, he can remain in the lineup as your DH. You don't have to sub him out, um, which, you know, this year probably only affects Otani. I don't know if there's any other two-way players that close to the majors yet or good enough to be on the mound and be in, in your lineup as a DH. So... This is good for the future of the Dodgers. I mean, no, this is going to open up stuff for the Dodgers in terms of they can be looking at two-way players. You know, they can. If another guy like a Shohei Otani came over, it's a lot easier for them to offer things that they couldn't offer before. You know, we know that they talked with Otani when he came over, and you know, realistically, they could have. What could they have offered him? You know, he would have had to be pitching and play the field, which would have been, you know, more difficult to do just based on, you know, you don't want to waste your arm every day or you don't have to make a, you know, a throw from the outfield that hurts your arm and then you got to go pitch the next day. So it's going to hurt or help the Dodgers in the future be more open to two-way players. And that's exciting because, you know, uh, Otani kind of set the standard, obviously, and, and set it real high for two-way players. But now that – now that guy's growing up, high school, college can say, hey, you know what? I don't need to be a PO. I don't need to be a pitcher only. I can focus on both things. I can do two things at once. And, you know, every team will be able to accommodate me if I'm that good. So that's an exciting prospect for the future, not so much for 2022. But, hey, you never know. Maybe the Dodgers find a two-way guy that wants to do that. And I doubt this year. But you never know. You never know what Andrew Friedman has up his sleeve. So, that's really all those were the three main rules that got that were changed or amended for this season or in the future the otani rule is for the future 
the extra runner and the free runner and extra innings is just for 2022 and the 28-man roster is just for the first month of the season so that's what we got mostly beneficial to the dodgers in terms of the first and the last one the one in the middle we'll see it could benefit the dodgers if they learn how to hit better this year or it could not benefit them if they play like they did last year early in the season so we'll see what happens but that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check out Locked On MLB for your second listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow talking about what happened in the spring game, talking about any performances, talking about anybody that we see on the field, and any other news that comes up. So make sure to check us out uh, wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm Evan Samperio. You can get a hold of us on DMs or on any of those accounts. You can get a hold of us via email, lockedondodgers at gmail.com. Get a hold of us via voicemail or text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Take Smart Device Play Podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.